1: episode of the god life culture podcast this is eddie
0: what's up everyone this is miguel and we are so grateful that you are tuned in for another episode of the god life culture podcast we want to say thank you so much for subscribing for reviewing leaving those ratings for all of our new listeners who are joining us today maybe for the first time you want to say welcome to our podcast and to all of our returning listeners and faithful listeners each and every week. We want to say thank you for riding with us and taking this journey of podcasting with us. Eddie, how are you feeling today?
1: Uh, Today, I am still in recovery mode. We are just a couple of days, almost a week, actually a week. Yeah. Back from vacation. um, And we took the kiddos out Uh, to one of those like resorts that is also like a water park thing or whatever. Uh, We had a great time, but I think the in and out of different temperatures gave me and the boys like this weird cold. Uh, Because, you know, the hotel room and the resort itself is very well AC, like brick city. Um, But then you go into the water park section and it's hot. So you go like from the heat to the cold and you're like wet and it's a mess. Uh, So by the time Monday came around and when we came back, that's why I sound a little funny. You may hear me (laughs) cough a little later. Um, So, yeah, we wind up getting a little cold or whatever from it. But I got my voice back. Finally. Yesterday, I sounded like a robot that was crashing. (laughs) Uh, And today I just sound interesting. Right. Aside from that, I'm good. How's everything with you?
0: Good, good. Everything is good. It is uh, Monday. We drop our episodes on Mondays. Uh, For those of you who, you know, are listening and subscribed and all that, you may be listening at a later time, but... Um, You know, Mondays, it's a brand new week. I know a lot of us dread Mondays and we Mm. have kind of that uh, those Monday blues. But definitely, um, you know, I think that if you start your week trying your best on that positive note and trying to just, you know, recognizing that there may be things throughout the week that may throw you off or try to Mm. throw you off and things that may go as planned and things that may not go as planned. Right. I think when you just prepare yourself. Right. And you kind of enter into that mindset of, you know, I'm going to try my best. To make this a great week uh you know i think that you know it definitely helps and you're able to uh, make the best out of the situations that come your way you know i think a lot of times it's uh, your mindset you know when you enter into these things um you know i think it's just important to just remind yourself you may have a bad day Mm -hmm. this week you may have something go a little left you may have something not go as planned or as anticipated but um you know it is possible to overcome those moments and have you know a good day and a good rest of the week
1: yeah no and i think it's true i was i was kind of thinking i was like when was the last time i don't think i look at mondays as like oh it's monday it's just okay another day of the week we just got to keep it pumping it's been a hot minute since i've dreaded a monday um i don't know if that means that i feel the exact same way equally about all the days of the week um or something else
0: yeah you see i'm the type of person that Saturday night mm-hmm. I'm already thinking that oh, Monday's no, around the corner. Nope. Uh, then Sunday morning I'm already like thinking yeah, no. man tomorrow's Monday. You know, once Monday comes then it's like it's here or whatever, mm-hmm. but I'm definitely the type of person to uh anticipate, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, that Monday morning wake up call and all of that. But you know, it is interesting like you said, uh for some people, you know, I think I don't know. I think it depends on whether you're a morning person or not. Okay. Yeah. Because for me, I think what makes Mondays difficult is just you were able to kind of sleep in for two days Mm -hmm. and sleep in a little bit more. And then Monday, it's like back to just having to be up at 530 in the morning, at least Uh, on my end. You know what I mean? So I think if it was more of, yeah, you can wake up at nine, then it wouldn't be be as bad. You know, I
1: think I think me being a morning person. Or not necessarily a morning person, but someone whose eyes blast open like at 7 a.m., regardless if I'm tired or not. Um, It's just it's that thing. And I don't have to wake up at 530 like you do. So that also makes a big difference uh, as well. So, yeah, I guess scheduling and and different reasons contribute to how people feel about the Mondays.
0: Yeah. And I can definitely relate to just your eyes opening uh, to that part. Um, I think that when I was younger, I definitely could sleep in like super late Mm. you know if i didn't have anything to do as i get older i found that i don't know what it is but like you said there comes a certain time for me it's around like seven where my eyes do open and i'm like up yeah yeah i just am at the place where i make the decision to go back to sleep (laughs) (laughs) you have the luxury (laughs) i turn over and i'm like no you're going back to sleep you don't have to be up right now um but for sure i think that uh you know it's all good. It's all good. And I wonder and how much of
1: it is like cultural, like upbringing, because I remember like you're saying like as a kid, you had the ability to sleep in late if you yeah. felt like it or whatever. That did not happen in my house. Right. It was like, OK, everybody's up. I'm going to limpiar. Let's do this. Let's do that. Like that whole shebang. Um. So maybe just because of all of that, it just was always ingrained in me to be like, OK, the sun is out. You need to be up. Yeah. And, and we didn't have a farm. So don't think that we were like plucking chickens and doing all that other stuff. It was just, all right, it's time to wake up. Find something to do that's productive for the day. Um, and I think that's kind of like stuck with me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean that just made me seem like an unproductive individual. No, <laughs> no I, I definitely get it. No, I, I agree. I think it, you know, that has a lot to do with it as well. And just some people enjoy sleep a little bit more than maybe others. I just really happen to enjoy sleep and it's That's a priority for me. Um, you know, so I, I take advantage of every opportunity I get to sleep in. Um, but this week, uh, this past week, uh, you know, we were talking earlier about this and this past week, uh, a, New book was released by Mike Todd, Pastor of Transformation Church, titled Crazy Faith, and um, he's kind of been putting it on blast on all his social media. And um, you know, he was on the Today Show. He was doing a bunch of press for this. And um, you know, as someone who follows his ministry, follows his church, um, you know, I was like one of those individuals who saw him on YouTube one day um, in that in his first church that was basically a converted grocery store. Before he was like, you know, his videos and everything went viral. So I definitely feel like I've been a part of his journey, you know, seeing kind of his videos from the very beginning when, you know, it would just get a few hundred views to now seeing, you know, how his stuff and, you know, media and everything goes viral. But I love the message, um, you know, in this book that he, you know, is basically writing about this idea of faith. And for one I think it's super important and super relevant because I do feel which we've spoken about, you know, a few times on this podcast that faith is something that seems to be under attack. Um, It's something that I think has always been under attack. But more recently, I think within our generation, it's something that, uh, you know, is really being shaken, is really being tested. And I think uh, now more than anything, a message about faith, you know, and a movement on having faith is definitely needed, you know. And one of the things, um, you know, I posted it on my Instagram this week that, uh, you know, really impacted me. He was doing his book release um, in Miami and he was with uh, Pastor Rich Wilkerson uh, from Voo Church and he was there talking about the book and he shared how he didn't want to write this book now. And reason being is that, uh, you know, his uh, one of his son or his son, his only son, um, you know, has autism. I believe he's six years old and he's always believed and had faith for God to do that miracle and healing in his son's life. And, um, you know, in his mind, he definitely wanted this book to conclude with that miracle and that healing. Right. And he was explaining how, you know, God basically told him, you know, are you able to have that authentic, you know, that faith and, and that transparency in the middle? Right. Like, are you able to move forward in the middle when, you know, that miracle you're waiting for, that healing you're waiting for hasn't come yet? You know what I mean? Are you willing to basically bring people on this journey, you know, um, in the middle? And it just really got me thinking because I have definitely had that mentality for certain things in my life. Right. Where you think like you know, God, I need you to come through in this area. I need you to do this for me. Um, You know, I, I need you to come through in this, in this area of my life. And it's almost like once he does that, then it's like, then I'm able to really like share about it. Or then I'm able to really just be bold and say that you're this, that you're that, that you're a healer, a restorer. You know, I think back to, just even in my own life and I've shared this before of you know having diabetes and believing god you know for that miracle um and feeling like there were are certain things you know whether it's uh you know in in a spoken word or poem or in a book form or something that you wish to kind of talk about that you feel like, man, I can't really do that yet until God comes through and finishes this story. You know what I mean? And I remember, you know, even years ago when I did uh, my first poetry album, it was back in like 2015. And uh, one of the poems titled The Test, I really talk about it. And it's funny because I talk about it from a place of, I guess you could say that crazy faith where mm-hmm. it's like, you know, God is going to do this. You're going to see. I remember everywhere I went, uh, you know, every weekend I was telling people, you're going to hear about the miracle. You're going to see the miracle. You're going to read about it. You're going to, you know, and just having that faith and that boldness. Right. You know, it wasn't easy to have, but just having that faith to just be like, yo, like although I still have this issue, my family, my brother, and my mom is still going through this. I have faith that you're going to hear about a miracle. You're going to see this miracle, you know, and all of these things. And, you know, after a while, right, when you're in the middle for some time, that boldness and that faith definitely takes a hit, you know? And I think, uh, you know, being reminded of that message, right, of, Being in the middle and having that faith in the middle when you're not there yet, when God hasn't done what he's promised yet, you know, is super important and encouraging. You know, I think we all find ourselves at some point in that place of waiting for God to come through.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I think um, I saw the video when you had posted it as well. And I think that a lot of us, when we think about testimonies or when we think about rejoicing in the miracles of the Lord, uh, we always focus on the end result. You know, it's like I can't wait till God does X, Y and Z, because when I testify about it, the people are going to be moved and the people are going to be blessed and the people are going to be this and that. Um, And a lot of the reasons why we focus so much on the ending um, is because the middle of it is usually messy. You know, it's where the crying happens is where the struggling happens is where, you know, you have to sometimes drag yourself is where you get angry with God is where you feel like you're lost is where you feel like you don't know which way to go and there's like all these this really big bag of emotions that happen in the middle of your process that a lot of times we feel shame in even speaking about um you know but there is power in being able to find yourself in that whole big mess of whatever it is that you're feeling um even though you're still constantly reminded you know because i think of you know with mike's uh Todd situation, you know, you know. Every time he sees his son, it's kind of like God, you know. I'm still waiting. I know you can do it, you know. So there's there's reminders that we have in our lives that sometimes the presence of something or the absence of something else is a reminder of Lord. I'm still waiting, God. You know, I've put this before you, God. I know you can do it, you know. But I'm still gonna praise you. I'm still gonna put in the work. I'm still gonna continue to try, uh, and you know, and in that, in those attempts. I feel like there is beauty in that and there is um, a testimony worth saying because there are a lot of people who do find themselves in that middle ground. Um, And like you said, I think you spoke in the very beginning about how a lot of people feel like their faith is being tested. So there's a lot of people that find themselves in that middle place. Whereas like, Lord, are you like, are you just going to leave me hanging? or oh, Lord, like, what's up? Is it me? G- clear my vision. Help me see if I'm supposed to go left or right. Um, and sometimes the best you can just do is just continue to be faithful. And then you being faithful, God will make a way.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because he dedicates the book to his son. He says to my only son, Michael Alexander Todd Jr. You have given daddy a reason to believe God in crazy faith that goes beyond my ability to express in words. I can't wait for us to have a conversation about how God did this miracle. It's only crazy until it happens." You know, I found that so crazy. He dedicates this book, you know, to his son who can't speak, right? Mm -hmm. And he's really taking that, it's a risk that you take, you know what I mean? Um, In sharing a message like this and having that boldness and having that faith to get on a platform, to get on the Today Show, you know, to get on talk shows and podcasts and talk about a miracle that hasn't happened yet to a skeptical generation you know forget about the church folk forget about the believers that you know struggle and struggle in their faith you're talking about a generation you know outside of the church let's say who already doubts the church who Mm -hmm. already has doubts about god who already feels like you know if there's a god this wouldn't be happening if there's a god that wouldn't be happening and here he is you know proclaiming this message and it's almost like you know god like you have to come through You know what I mean? Like, you have to do this, not for his sake, not for anything, but just so your name, again, may be glorified. And so people can see, like, wait a minute, you know, like there, there is a God. God is real. There is power, you know, in that name. And, you know, I think it's just, again, it takes that boldness sometimes, that crazy faith. And me and you have even had conversations where it's like sometimes there really is no explanation or nothing that you can really do, but... Have a faith that's insane, right? And a faith that's so crazy that even you yourself are left like, you know, I don't even know what I'm doing, how I'm doing this, but I'm being faithful here where I'm at. You know, one of the things I really like about the book, too, is that he goes and each chapter is a different type of faith. So he goes into baby faith, maybe faith, waiting faith, wavy faith, lazy faith, trading faith, fugazi faith, stating faith, fading faith, and saving faith you know, and, um, he kind of breaks down the different types of, of faith that that is. And the first one, you know, is baby faith. Cause to him, he says, you have to start somewhere, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I think that, uh, you know, in our lives, we, sometimes when we think of faith, we think about this huge substantial idea and concept. And sometimes it really just starts with just making that decision in your mind. Like you said, God, I don't know how, I don't know when, I don't know why, but I'm going to be faithful, mm-hmm. you know, and just kind of taking that step, I think, uh, you know, goes a long way.
1: Yeah. And I think that sometimes you kind of, I don't want to say regress. I think regress has this negative uh, connotation to it. Um, but sometimes the only thing you have in your arsenal is that baby faith, which is I'm just going to take this step. It's a new day. So I'm going to believe for today. I'm not going to say tomorrow's going to be, you know, my good day, but at least for today, I'm going to believe. And then when the next day comes, you do the same thing. All right, Lord, another day has passed. It hasn't happened the way that I think is going to happen. Um, and I haven't heard anything, Lord, but I'm giving you that faith once again. Um, and just doing those little steps like that, because it is a having crazy faith is literally going against everything that your senses are telling you. Your senses may be telling you it's not going to happen. Your senses are telling you it's impossible to happen. Um, and you still have to be like, regardless of all of that, I still believe God can do it. Um, and when you're having that type of faith, there are plenty of people that will look at you and be like, you is crazy to even think that. Yeah. Um. You know, and I'm pretty sure that, you know, in Mike Todd's situation, it's his son is six. So that's six years of him. I'm still having this crazy faith i'm still having this crazy faith i'm still having this crazy faith where i'm pretty sure that there are people who maybe are around him that have lost the faith Yeah. are like dude like when are you going to just like realize it's not going to happen um but when you are dedicated within yourself to be like no i believe that god can do it You'll push through, even if it's on a day-by-day basis.
0: Yeah, and I think now more than anything, we see a lot of individuals in faith circles and, you know, in church circles that are losing that faith, you know what I mean, and have publicly kind of, you know, said... Right. Like I am no longer a Christian, you know, in the last few weeks, we've seen a few people, um, you know, on Christian platforms who've built, you know, platforms on, on, you know, their worship videos and their teaching videos kind of just say, listen, I have my doubts are outweighing everything else. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, that's been a topic of conversation in a lot of different like podcasts I listen to and videos and people that I see um, about uh, believers kind of just giving up. And, uh, you know, basically losing that faith. And like you said, I think it's sometimes not looking at the long run and looking at the future and looking at what next month, next year, you know, five years from now, what those things hold, but literally taking it day by day. And that is a conscious effort that, you know, has to be made on our part to basically say, God, like, you know, I'm taking it day by day. And, you know, give me the strength to get through today, give me the strength to believe today, give me the strength to, uh, you know, push forward and push through. And, you know, send those people that, you know, will help me along the way that will, you know, give me that push when it's needed. But, you know, definitely, again, I think this idea of faith, right, is something that we all relate to, whether it's something that we're struggling with right now, something we've struggled with in the past, or, you know, something that lately has been on our mind, right? I think we could all use um, a little more faith. In our lives and it really does take examples like you know what he's talking about and and bold steps like that for us to you know be encouraged i know i was encouraged after watching you know i watched the whole thing but just that 30 second you know little clip is definitely just encouraging and a reminder again of having that faith in the middle in the middle of whatever waiting god for god to do in the middle of you know our circumstance and situation Um, It's definitely encouraging to hear other people, right, who are in similar boats, you know what I mean, and in similar situations in their life where they are having to, you know, have that faith.
1: Yeah, no, and I I can see that. And I and I think that um, I think a lot of quote unquote veterans um, are really being affected by their faith as well, because it's like you put in so many years of like work and you know serving the lord and serving the lord and then something happens that you're like all right I, I believe and I trust the lord is going to help me through this and then it's been a minute <laughs> you're like lord I'm still ha- I'm still hanging out here can you help me um so I can see why um a lot of people kind of get upset with the lord uh and get maybe they fall into that angry space with god as well cuz it's kind of like lord like for real like what's up you know um but you know those are those are the things in the situations and the conversations that here we say that, yo, once I'm up there in heaven, I'm going to have the only talk with the Lord. Yeah. But it's like once you get there, it's not, even, it's not even worth bringing up. Um. So sometimes you even have to like refocus yourself and be like, you know what? Yes, I'm upset or yes, I'm struggling or yes, whatever the situation may be at the moment. But as we continue to say, I'm just going to take it day by day. And, you know, not even reference back that it's been 375 days, Lord, tomorrow's 378, but I'm taking it day by day. Yeah. Not even do that because sometimes we can psych ourselves out um, as well by doing that, like keeping tally. There's no reason to keep tally. You take it day by day, you try your best, and you continue to move forward. um, And when your time comes, it'll happen. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's no reason to, like, you know, keep tally or anything. But, you know, it's been 15 years you know (laughs) i think it's something uh you know i agree with what you said and um you know i think it's interesting because the idea of um acknowledging those feelings right i Mm -hmm. think some individuals uh find it easy to run away from those feelings right Mm -hmm. or suppress them where they may feel some type of way with god right may feel um like they're a little disappointed or like god it's taken a long time and those feelings they i almost feel like they don't let themselves feel it right and they quickly kind of brush past it and i honestly think you know through the years and just you know time and experience that there are moments where I believe God wants you to bring those feelings to him mm-hmm. you know what I mean and not always have this facade of yeah he's gonna work it out yeah he's gonna do it yeah have faith yeah have this and it's almost like this performance that we put up you know mm-hmm. in front of people and we sometimes try to put that same performance and act when it comes to God even mm-hmm. within prayer and in our time with him where it's almost like that's not really how you feel yeah you know what I mean and yes there are moments where you need to override your feelings you know what i I mean and override um, all of those emotions but I truly believe that there are moments where God wants you to bring those feelings to him you know what I mean I always go back to that verse that says come boldly before the throne of grace that you may receive you know mercy in time of need and I truly believe that you know that verse was there and it says to come boldly because there are times and moments where we don't feel like it, you know, Mm -hmm. and there are times and moments where, you know, we really do need his help and it's like, Lord, this is exactly how I'm feeling. There's no other way to describe it. There's no other way to put it. This is what it is. And I'm bringing it to you, you know? And I, again, I think when you have those moments where you bring it to him as opposed to tucking it away or going to him and like putting on this front, like, you know, like Lord, whatever you give me, you know, and <laughs> I'm here and whatever, you know what I mean? I think God really does, you know, appreciate that.
1: Yeah. And I think that even, you know, cause there is, you know, we, we, we're we like taught that there's like this reverence or this way, um, you know, when you had to like come before the Lord and I get all of that, but sometimes, you know, I even found myself, you know, like getting past all the um, pleasantries and then be like, Lord, for the record, I'm upset, or I'm tight, or this is how I feel, or whatever. Um, And sometimes you just have to do that. Um, Not only. You know, for, for you to feel like you're communicating with, with God on whatever emotions and situations you may be feeling at, at the moment. But sometimes you don't have nobody else to tell it to. So might as well just verbalize it and speak it uh, to the Lord, who is the one that's there for you whenever you need him. Um, so the idea of hiding away your emotions and hiding away how you're truly feeling, yes, God is omniscient and he knows everything, but sometimes you have to say it. Sometimes you have to verbalize it and get it out there, Um, whether it's just audibly by speaking it or you're writing it in a poem or in your journal or whatever. uh, Sometimes you do need to get it out, not only for it to be like, all right, God, it's crystal clear how I feel, but sometimes you can't allow that to fester within you because it causes more damage and does good.
0: Yeah, one interesting thing about, uh, you know, this book that he was talking about, that's something that we've mentioned so many times. And, you know, a conversation we've had is the idea of the church and Christians supporting faith based content. Right. So Mike Todd and, you know, in some of his press runs and things that he was saying was basically, um, you know, telling and encouraging the people that there were so many people that he spoke to, whether publishing companies or people in the industry that basically told him, you know, Christians don't support, you know, the church doesn't buy faith-based content. They, you know, they don't show up when you need them to show up. Right. And it's almost like because of the reputation that Christianity or the church or faith-based content has, you know, that is why, you know, investors won't, you know, back something up, why big organizations or companies or stores won't carry these things. You know what I mean? And, you know, his last book, Relationship Goals, went number one on the New York Times bestseller list. And he brought that up, you know, to these people who were saying these things. And they were basically like, yeah, dude, that was a fluke, right? That happened once. It's because it's about relationships and you're talking about dating and all of this, that people like that kind of stuff. And, you know, it won't happen again. So he was definitely talking and, you know, encouraging people to go out to buy the book um, and recognizing that it's not just, you know, obviously you buying the book, um, you know, supports and benefits him. But I think the bigger picture is that there are people who support and buy faith-based content. Mm -hmm. There, You know, we hear it all the time when the people talk about the cheesy Christian movies or the cheesy this, the cheesy that that the church does. Well, it's like, you know what, then support... Yeah, the things that are of quality, you know, and that's something that we have spoken about so many times on here. Um, you know, by the, we're recording this now. By the time this episode comes out, I believe the bestsellers list, you know, is announced. Mm-hmm. So you know, we'll kind of see like you know what where he, uh, where he lands and you know what the book does. But I truly believe that. Again, when you have that boldness to do these things and come out in that way, you know, God does his thing.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, listen, at any time we've been saying it before we had guests on the pod. Um, Once we started to get guests on the podcast as well, anytime they promote any of their material, we always try to emphasize the importance behind support. Um, You know, and it's like when we think the first thing that and you mentioned it too, the first thing that comes to mind are like the cheesy Christian movies where it's kind of like, yeah, they're cheesy because these production companies that have the money um, that can pull in the really great actors, not that those people weren't, um, are not willing to. Play, you know, place bets if you want to say or to put in the money into those type of projects because they're going to invest all this money but y'all not going to go watch it so yep. it doesn't make any sense for them to do it but once we really start making these waves the same way that we can make waves for other secular artists that dip their toes into the Christian pond and all of a sudden we want to sell them out you know we have to do that as well for our faith based creators because that's how you know it makes the waves it gives them the numbers and the support needed for them to go to these production companies to be like listen this is worth it not only you know money wise but also because of the reach that it can uh, achieve as well
0: yeah and i think besides this book right now because that's what we're talking about i think another opportunity that we have to do this is in that show the chosen oh, right yes yes, um, yes, yes. that they are basically constantly saying like you know they're listener funded right yeah like, they're like this crowdfunding is, stuff. Yeah, yeah so they do all of these things and again those are ways when you support you know uh shows like that and you support companies like that you know it keeps obviously keeps it going and honestly that series The Chosen if you haven't checked it out you should I'm in the middle of it now Um, but the quality is pretty is pretty good like the best I've seen when it comes to anything you know that's like talking about like the Bible or Jesus Mm -hmm. and like, you know, a show like that, it's really good, you know? And again, it's, I think our responsibility to get behind projects like that and, you know, to support and again, show out and show the world that we make noise and, you know, we, we do support. So, you know, if there's anything that you got out of, you know, today's episode, it's a reminder, um, you know, to basically have that faith that's needed. If you're struggling, which we all, you know, get to that place, um, you know, recognize that your faith is weak or recognize that you need that push take the steps that are necessary, get around people that will help you definitely, you know, bring it to God, bring those feelings and emotions to him, um, you know, and, you know, do the work that's necessary. There's work that has to be done and know that obviously you're not alone. You know what I mean? There are, are individuals that are constantly, you know, facing different types of scenarios and situations where their faith is being tested. You know what I mean? And in one way or another, um, you will find yourself in a place where only God can come through for you. You know what I mean? And um, like the book says, it's only crazy until it happens. So we want to thank you for tuning in for a brand new episode and we want to remind you to follow us on facebook and on instagram at GodLife culture podcast we want to remind you to subscribe leave that review leave that rating share this podcast with a friend send it to someone um, that you think will be blessed by this conversation and definitely stay tuned in for all of our great topics conversations we have coming up guests we have coming up and all of that great stuff here at the God Life Culture Podcast.
1: So thank you once again for tuning in to the latest episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. That's God God. Life Culture. Culture.
0: Until next time. See ya.
1: Bye.